Shalom. Welcome to Parsha Perusal. Lashana Tova. We're in a new year. And also, uh, we just celebrated Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Uh, when we say celebrate, really, it's more observed uh, because it is a day of fasting and a day of remembering, uh, remembering many things, multiple things, but the biggest aspect of Yom Kippur being the Day of Atonement is when our sins were atoned for. And for those of us who believe and trust in Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah, uh, it's a day for us to be grateful and thankful for everything that God, uh, Alvino Machino, our Father and our King, has done through Yeshua, through the Messiah. The Messiah being the propitiation for our sins and taking uh, our sins upon himself. And so it's this is a time um, both of repentance, but it is a, a time also of rejoicing because prior to the Messiah coming, um, we had no real other than confessing our sin. And when the temple was around, we could offer sacrifices, but there were some sins uh, lots of sins, actually, that there was no sacrifice for. It was just a punishment. But now, because of Yeshua, all sin has been paid for, and we can come to Yeshua and know that we are made righteous uh, before the Father because Yeshua has taken our sin upon himself. So that is a reason to rejoice. And next week, uh, we're going to be coming up to the Feast of Sukkot. So this is a, a kind of an in-between week, but... Uh, there is a particular uh, Torah portion for this week, and that's what we're going to be looking at today. So uh, let's go ahead and pray. Alvino Machenu, our Father, our King, we are so grateful and thankful to you for the work that you have done uh, in, in redeeming us and restoring us to yourself through the work of Yeshua, your Son. And we are so grateful for the atonement that he was, that he went uh, and gave himself for us, that he came, became one of us, and gave himself for us, taking all of our sin upon himself. Father, we thank you for that. We pray you will give us understanding of the passage that we are looking at today, um, that you will give us understanding of that. And uh, we just thank you, and we pray all this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Speaking of the passage that we're going to be looking at today, it's found in Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32, 1 through 32, 52. And basically, this passage is a song that Moses and Aaron sang before the, uh, before the children of Israel. And it's a song that um, basically talks about um, the, uh, you know, just, just all the great things that God has done for his people. And so it starts off with... Um, Moses and Aaron saying, Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as rain, my speech distill as dew, as raindrops on the tender herb, and as showers on the grass. This is a song, so it sounds a lot like some of the Psalms that we read in, uh, you know, the book of Psalms. Uh, most of the Psalms were also songs, and so that's what we see here. For I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice. Righteousness and upright is he. So Moses here 
is building the case for the justness of God, that God is just, that God is holy. Um, you know, before he starts talking about uh, this history of what has happened um, with the children of Israel, he's going to lay the framework that this issue is not uh, God's fault. It's the people of Israel who have not followed him. And he goes right into that in verse 3. It says, they have corrupted themselves. They have they are not his children because of their blemish, a perverse and crooked generation. Do you thus deal with the Lord, O foolish and unwise people? Is he not your father who brought you? Has he not made you and established you? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father and he will show you, your elders, and they will tell you. When the Most High divided their inheritance to the nations, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the children of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. So what Moses is saying here, you know, he's saying the Lord's portion is his people. And he's trying to get them to understand you are the you are God's portion. You know, this is a special relationship that he made with you. He chose you out of all the nations, not because you were greater than all the nations, but because you were the least. And you are you are a special people unto God. And yet, what have you done? Have you followed him? Have you listened to him? Have you done the things that he asked you to do? Uh, this verse actually goes very well with the whole concept of Yom Kippur, a day of mourning and repentance, um, you know, basically asking God for forgiveness for what we have done and repenting and turning from behaviors that we know are not pleasing to him. We thank God that in Messiah, we can repent, we can come to God, we can ask forgiveness, but we can also trust that the work of Messiah, that perfect Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, the work of Messiah fully pays for fully takes away it doesn't just pay for but it removes our sin as far as the east is from the west so then it goes on to say in verse 6 do you thus deal with the lord of foolish unwise people is he not your father who brought you has he not made you and established you and then it says go on remember the days of of old consider the years of many generations ask your father and he will show you your elders and they will tell you when the Most High divided their inheritance to the nations, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the children of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. He found him, he found him, it says, in, the, in a desert land and in the wasteland, a howling wilderness. He encircled him. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. These are all the things that God has done for Israel, that God has done for Jacob. As an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out, out its wings, taking up, carrying them on its wings. So the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign God with him. He made him ride in the heights of the earth, that he might eat the produce of the fields. He made him draw honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock curds from the cattle and milk from the flock with fat of lambs and rams in the breed of Bashan and the goats with the choicest wheat and you drank wine the blood of grapes and then so what Moses is doing here is he's building up he's saying God has done all of this for you Israel and what have you done what how have you repaid God when he has done all of this 
And the, the, the question and the way I think really to apply this is look at all the things that God has done for us as believers. We are his people. He chose us. You know, what have we done with all the things that he has, all the good things he has done? Have we been thankful or have we murmured and complained? Have we thanked him? Have we trusted in him or have we turned away from him and done our own thing? And so there's this attitude, there's this idea here that God has done more than enough for us. And yet what we have done, instead of trusting him and instead of obeying him, we have turned away from him. Just like it says in verse 15, but Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. You grew fat and you grew thick. You are obese. Then he forsook God who made him and scornfully esteemed the rock of his salvation. They provoked him with jealousy, to jealousy with foreign gods and with abominations, and they provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to demons, not to God, to gods they did not know, to new gods, new arrivals that your fathers did not fear. Of the rock who, be, who begot you, you are unmindful and have forgotten the rock who fathered you. So, you know, what, what Israel did instead of thanking God and following him and doing his will and being obedient and all these things that one would expect out of, out of uh, you know, when somebody has received all this good stuff, he did actually the opposite. He, he went to other gods. He followed after other gods, even worshiping demons. You know, what a, what a, um, a slap in the face that would be to God and to, you know, our father um, but that's exactly how we have done. Even the church today, in many ways, has turned away from God, following, following idols, following our, our own lust, our flesh, whatever that might be. And so there is a need, just like there was a need for Israel to truly repent. Repent, by the way, is not just saying, I'm sorry, and then going back to the sin. It's turning from it. It's recognizing that we have sinned and saying, Dear God, please have mercy on us. And we recognize that we have gone against your word. We have gone against you. Please forgive us. Please not only forgive us, but give us a new heart. Help us to begin to follow you. Help us to have that attitude and that commitment to do your will instead of doing our own will. And, and so that is what God is looking for, always looking for in his people. He wants us to to come to him. He wants us to surrender to him. He wants us to, and all of this is because he wants fellowship with us. Because when we're not doing this, we're out of fellowship with him. And, you know, he does miss us, but he is a holy God. He is a just God. He is a righteous God. The righteous God is, is not, he, he won't entertain sin. He won't allow sin in his presence. Sin cannot be in the presence of God. You know, I've heard people say before, God cannot be in the presence of sin. No, it's the opposite. Sin cannot be in the presence of God. Wherever God goes, sin is burned up. Sin is just, you know, destroyed. And, and God holds back judgment that we deserve because he loves us and he doesn't want us to have to pay for our sin. He's already paid for it. Jesus has already took it upon himself. And yet many times, so many times, we take that burden back upon our own self. We don't trust in the work of Jesus. We definitely don't trust in the Lord many times to keep us from sin. We go back to our sin, even though God has done so much over and over again. So 
The example of Israel here is for us today also, those of us who have trusted in Yeshua, trusted in Jesus, that we need to look at what God, how God dealt with them. And yes, he is a God of mercy. And, and that is so wonderful. Yes, he is a God of love. Absolutely. But he is also a holy God. He is a God who expects holiness. He expects us to be obedient. Now, when we were not, because we were, have not been able to be obedient, Jesus was obedient. He became one of us and he was obedient and he kept God's law in every way. Instead of causing us to sit back and go, oh, well, Jesus did it for me now. I can just do whatever I want. It should be gratefulness and thankfulness, recognizing everything God has done for us. How can I not desire and want to please him? And so that should be the desire of our heart to, to um, put aside put aside our the weight and the sin that easily besets us and run with endurance the race that has been set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, Romans 12, 1 and 2. And, and that should be our heart's desire. Um, actually, that was Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, sorry. But that should be our heart's desire, not following after our own uh, lust, our own pride, our own ambitions, those types of things. So as we see here, um, Israel had gotten very far away from God. And instead of drawing closer, they got further and further away. And so God's response, he says, and I will hide my face from them. I will see that what their end will be, for they are a perverse generation, children in whom there is no faith. They have provoked me to jealousy by what is not God. They have moved me to anger by their foolish idols, but I will, be, I will provoke them to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move them to anger by a foolish nation. And we see that that's exactly what God has done. God is provoking, and in the process still of provoking his people Israel to jealousy by a new, by a group of people who are not a nation, but they have become a nation in Christ. And that are, that is all those who are not of Israel who have trusted in Jesus um, and who have a closer relationship. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus, we've been made righteous. Well, the church provokes Israel to jealousy because God's desire is to bring his people back to himself. But it's also to show his people the error of their ways, to show them that they went away from him. They left him. They left the truth. They left uh, their God. And even now as they are trying to return, they are still rejecting the very way that God made it for them to return through Yeshua the Messiah. They are currently even now rejecting the, the Messiah. And so at some point, it says in scripture that um, when they, they will look, the, the Jewish people uh, will look on him whom they have pierced. They will mourn for him as one mourns for the, a, a, a lost, a, a, an only son. And you know what's so cool about that is I believe that time is coming and that it's very soon where the Jewish people are going to look on Yeshua and realize that he is the Messiah. He actually is the Messiah. And that so many, so many over the years have missed, uh, have missed that. And, and they will mourn. They will mourn because of all the years and all the time that they could have been serving the Messiah. They could have been a light to the nations that they missed that opportunity. But 
those of us who are Jewish, but we also are believers in Yeshua, you know, we can rejoice. We can rejoice with our brothers as they come to that understanding and that knowledge. But we have also gone through a mourning, mourning uh, for our own uh, hearts, that, you know, that, that had turned away from God, a repentance. But we have been given joy. That, that shame and that mourning has been turned to joy as we have trusted in the work of Yeshua, our Messiah. So we can be grateful. So we see here that even with all of this that has happened, that God is going to do something. He's going to make them jealous, but he's going to return them to himself. For, you know, he's going to return um, his people to himself. And that's the cool aspect of this. The really neat aspect is that um, he's going to bring his people back to himself. And the last part of this in uh, verse 43, it says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants and render vengeance to his adversaries. He will provide atonement for his land and his people. And that is exactly what Yeshua has done. Um, Yeshua has provided atonement for his land and his people and the nations can rejoice now with Israel because they have also been given salvation and atonement and all of it is in Messiah Yeshua HaMashiach Jesus the Messiah and and so we can be grateful we can be thankful for what Yeshua has done for us well thank you for joining me let's go ahead and pray father I just pray during this time this time of repentance, this time of uh, recognizing your atonement, Lord, that your people, the Jewish people all around the world, Lord, will their eyes will be open to who you are, Yeshua, that they will realize that you truly are the Messiah. We just pray for that, that you are Yeshua HaMashiach. And, and Lord, I just, I, I pray that um, you will continue to work in our own hearts, Lord, to see just the incredible um, privilege and, and the incredible gift we have been given in knowing Yeshua and having our sins removed as far as the East is from the West and having that atonement so that we can come directly to you, Alvinu, our Father. You are our Father and you are our King and we are so grateful. So Father, we pray all this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Yivarecha Kadonai Vayishmareka Yeir Adonai Panavilecha Vehunecha Yisa Adonai Panavilecha Vyasem Lecha Shalom The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach Sar HaShalom. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Well, have a wonderful rest of the week. Um, Chag Sameach as we near Sukkot. And um, uh, just uh, have, a, have a great time remembering and thanking God for all the goodness, all his goodness and everything he has done for us. Shalom.